I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cold Popship Podcast where we get together a couple of dudes, sorry, a few dudes. A gaggle of dudes. dudes. Okay, well, pick one in the edit there, Richard, and don't be biased, pick the best one. (laughs) What did you you say, Richard? I said a gaggle of dudes. I said a clutch. They're both very good. Probably going to go with mine. (laughs) A grasp of dudes. But I'll I'll bleep Jeremy so you can't even hear mine. A desperation of dudes. You're hearing the voice of uh, Richard and Jeremy and I'm AJ, though hilariously a little joke for the podcast, <laughs> not for the audience whatsoever, this episode, um, to confuse the AI companion that summarizes all mm. of our episodes, uh, we're all named AJ. Richard's called the real AJ, so we'll see if the AI is truly artificially intelligent enough to pick up on what I'm saying now and use this context to work out that the real AJ is Richard and the AJ that is not me is Jeremy. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Great to hear from you. <laughs> this presumably also confusing for new listeners. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, have we listeners. really explained I am indeed that? actually Jeremy. And I'm Richard. <laughs> have we also known as the real AJ? Has anyone ever... <laughs> have we actually explained the AI companion thing in the Zoom call on pod? So when you have a Zoom call, you can tick a box now that's an AI companion. And when the call hangs up, it emails you a very approximate (laughs) summary of the conversation you've just had, often getting a lot of information wrong, but in a way that's kind of inspiring. Like, yeah, maybe we should call the, like, make a movie that is vaguely the thing that you tried to well or, or like last week when um you know in the first part of this where we spoke about the mangoes movie mm. the mangoes musical sorry and i i was reading uh, through it and i was like what that was the mean girls musical <laughs> yeah yeah so this is of course uh part two of our look forward ahead at 2024 this is every movie we will watch in 2024 part two though should we be a bit cheeky richard because one of the movies uh actually the first movie and indeed the movie you just mentioned in part one has now been seen by two out of three of us Mm. we shouldn't be cheeky but not i would say the most important one of us no, <laughs> the one who would go musical. on about it the most hasn't seen it <laughs> mm. thank god i haven't mm. seen it we're talking of course about mean girls the musical which i want to get something out jeremy do you know the musical at all at like the stage show uh i listened to the cast recording when it first came out but i l- could not remember a single thing about it now what did you what do you remember what your initial impressions are were, were of that cast recording there's a there's a reason I haven't listened to it again. Let's just say that. <laughs> this, it's such an uneventful musical. It's got like <laughs> it, nothing to offer in the musical department. It's just a worse version of the 2004 Mean Girls with average songs slipped in there. That's my well, take. This, 
this is the issue with a movie that then gets turned into a musical i mean you've i mean i, th- I think you all would have heard of the the sort of attribute that a musical works when you know basically when a character has too much emotion to speak they burst into song and then when they have too much emotion to fit into a song they burst into dancing and so and i just don't think that katie from mean girls having a crush on the dude sitting in front of her warrants a song i don't think that's significant a significant enough part of the movie to be like we'll turn that well, one that, into a song and that's the thing is that like the thing when you're writing a musical you you have to write story beats and character arcs that like contain those kind of leaps of emotion or the sort of you get the i want song and stuff like that when you've mm-hmm. already got the full flow of plot and you know where a movie's going and what the characters do from a movie that was written with characters who don't have so much emotion that they want to burst into song then mm. retconning songs into those story beats mm. just doesn't feel right like it's a, it's a it's a huge challenge to get right can i just say yeah, anyway richard loved uh, it so can we move on, on to please <laughs> i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about this at all like we're five minutes into the podcast you wasted time talking about the mangoes musical and <laughs> we wanted to try and keep this short but you're like oh let's break format and i'll mm. yeah you're not cutting oh, yeah. me off i'm cutting you off Okay. Wait, sorry. Hold on, Richard. You're complaining about someone breaking format? Q- I was going to say a- that. <laughs> Q, AJ and I listening to the pod that we'd recorded last week and like all of a sudden, Richard's like, oh, I, actually, um, I have some thoughts that I'd like to insert here as I'm editing that and warrant that was about the me coming in. musical as well. <laughs> okay, well, okay, let's... Com- com- well, first of all, I've established Editor Richard's little asides as part of the format, so... I'm not breaking format by doing that. Uh, And also, that was like eight seconds max because I moved the edit and I was like, oh, I'll put a gap here and then recorded it straight into Premiere. (laughs) So I actually had the time frame to be like, oh, shit, I need to wrap this up really quickly. That's really good practice and should be adopted for all our podcasts, I think, because there's just a a hard stop recording time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Richard here in the edit booth. Just wanted to also add, uh, get fucked, Jeremy. All right, anyway, Despicable Me 4 comes out in July. There was a trailer for this just in the last week uh, where Gru has a kid now and everyone's like, don't think about Gru fucking. Gru has a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Feels like a kind of like slap in the face on the very uh, conceit of Despicable Me that he gets given children. If he's having his own kid... What is these other kids? Like the whole thing was based on the fact that his penis doesn't work. (laughs) And that he is indeed despicable. Yeah, that's why he had to make his little minions, his his little sex toys. He's like ugly Wonka. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, the minions are like ugly Oompa Loompas. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, there's Gru Jr. who's intent on tormenting his dad. Gru Jr. Yeah. Are you guys, like, despicable me is what is... It's a surprisingly like large mm. uh, franchise in terms of money and and stuff, but I've only seen the first one and Minions two. It's one that I just haven't kept up with. Weirdly, I've only seen yeah. the first one. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like what we were saying about the um, Kung Fu Panda franchise. It's very Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. T- tapping into a nostalgia for a childhood uh, animation that came out well after any of us were in childhood. Um, mm. So we this is officially not part of our zeitgeist um but hey 
you know, mm. for those who enjoy that sort of thing, that is the sort of thing they enjoy, and more power to them. Yeah. Uh, so in July, Thank you, Jeremy. there All was the ten-year-olds in our listenership will be grateful that you, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I affirm you and your life choices. So a um. Uh, a trailer dropped a little while ago for American Dream, the 21 Savage story about the rapper 21 Savage it had Donald Glover playing, I think two different actors playing him at different times in his life. And there was kind of like, oh, is this like a TV show? Is this a movie? Uh, it turns out it's neither. It was just a joke trailer, so we can move on. Uh, but it was like, this was on the Wikipedia list of every film coming out this year. Mm-hmm. So there's a film called uh, Project What a Artemis. funny joke. There's yeah. going to be a biopic about a rapper. Just kidding. Hilarious. <laughs> I just saw that he's actually going to be on SNL as the musical guest next week. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, there's a yeah Project Artemis, uh, a rom-com uh, space film uh, set during the space race. Scarlett Johansson, Channing Tatum, Jim Rash, Ray Romano, Woody Harrelson. Oh, my yeah. God. Fun cast. A- I, I really hope that the rom-com is actually between Jim Rash and... Um, and Scarlett Johansson, like that would be that be like it's advertised with Channing Tatum, and it turns out Channing Tatum's like Scarlett Johansson's gay best friend. Like, yeah, it's directed by uh, Greg Berlanti, who did uh, Love Simon and Life as We Know It. So yeah, I, I think it's actually it's the Wikipedia page is called Project Artemis, but then it's like untitled space rom com, so it might get a different name. Uh, another f- film coming out that's cashing in on nostalgia for something i don't have nostalgia for is uh twisters the sequel to twister from 1996 which is a film it was like one of the highest grossing films of 1996 but it's does it have uh, bill paxton and helen hunt in it uh bill paxton's dead isn't he is he a a simple no would have sufficed richard uh, well, I can't remember which one's bill pullman and which one's bill paxton so i did bill pullman is independence day bill bill paxton is twister Bill Paxton's and on Independence Day, isn't it? No. Bill Paxton's is Game Over, Game Man, Over Man from yeah. yeah. Um, isn't this a great example of a nostalgia bait legacy sequel? Uh, which Bill, Bill Paxton and- is in Independence Day. No, it's not. What? You, if you search Bill Paxton, <laughs> Bill Paxton, Independence Day, it's like yeah, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Bill P's, isn't yeah. it? Um, is it like, like, I feel like, what would you guys say was the first or one of the first big nostalgia legacy sequels? Like, uh, Return to Oz. Okay. Yeah. I remember how excited I was for Return to Oz (laughs) when that came out. Let's say, let's say something like, well, well, let's just say it was the one that I thought of anyway. (laughs) I don't even know what Return to Oz is. What are you? Well, they go back to Oz. Let's talk about Return to Oz. You absolute pop culture noob i know it's a sequel to wizard of oz i didn't know right, well you just claimed that you, didn't you literally know just said i don't even know what it is hmm. i worked out from context clues who gives a fuck what i know about wizard of oz um the 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 let's say indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull right like the reason people show up for that is like oh harrison ford's back it's it's the return to this great thing not only does twister feel like an ip that is just sunk to the bottom of the depths of the zeitgeist it's also like oh, the lead actor's dead like what it's a it's what are you doing by a standalone sequel apparently so it's like 
I guess it's just a they're making another film about tornadoes, but now they mm. they they give you that 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 brand recognition that Twister. I love the idea like someone <laughs> someone totally disconnected from the original movie wanted to make a movie about tor- an action movie about tornadoes, and they were like the only good name for a movie about tornadoes has Twister in the title, and I can't use that. And so they had to get in touch with the people who own the rights for the first one. It's like, can we make a tangential sequel? Because I have to call this Twisters. If that's the case, that actually makes me more interested in the film than mm. it just being a legacy sequel to yeah, Twister. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, probably like the no, big... Sorry, have either of you actually seen Twister? No. Yeah. I got it out on Blu-ray when I on on DVD when I went through a big Philip Seymour Hoffman phase, but I returned it to Fatso without watching it. <laughs> Fatso, oh my gosh! Um, so, what's the one thing that you remember about that movie, AJ? The cow. The cow. The cow and the twister is the only thing anyone ever. The only other thing I remember from it is when they at the very end they like Bill Paxton ties he and uh, Helen Hunt like together with his belt he like pulls out his belt and then like you know ties it around this like uh, metal pole in the ground um and basically like is holding on to his uh his belt and holding on to helen hunt and it's just like this big and the the they go through you know the tornado well, goes wins, over them. jeremy it's not gonna tear apart a belt <laughs> but also like it's just wind is it gonna tear apart this like small metal pole that's stuck into the ground like <laughs> all these these humans that are basically just flesh and bone you know but all i'm saying is that like for, you know forecasts to the end of the year of the you know when we do the pod if there is not a, a cow that gets into and somehow or some kind of livestock inside of a uh, twister um i will uh pay you both five dollars nice well that's the bit of the year uh, presumably there will be multiple cows and multiple tornadoes mm. if the title is... At least two, point. yeah. Uh, before we move on, just I uh, wanted to note that uh, a film that was only... that was announced between the two podcasts we're doing is that there's uh, Megamind is getting a sequel without Will Ferrell, but wow. Will Ferrell is the villain in Despicable Me 4, so there's a, there is a <laughs> Will Ferrell villain animated movie coming out this year. Not it's only that, not but, but Megamind and Despicable Me were a, were a twin movie situation. Like, yeah. they both came out around the same time with the same basic premise. Yeah. Wow. Sad to see he he's crossed the, the line. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, probably, like, the, the big sort of release of the year, um, might be the highest grossing film of the year, Will is Deadpool 3. Uh, which we haven't, other than a few photos and a few set leaks, and I, I don't want to go into the what's been leaked from just people seeing it on set, but there are a lot of clues as to what the plot could perhaps be based on some cast and some official casting that's come out. But obviously, this is uh, Deadpool and Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine, which. It will be interesting to see because they've, they've, they've been very much like, we're not ruining the legacy of Logan, don't worry. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they bring him back. It's been directed by Sean Levy, interestingly, oh. who did uh, Free Guy. And he's like, he, he, Sean Levy's a bit hit and miss, but it'll be interesting to see. He's 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 very much, I, I see him as being kind of a, um, 
Uh, like, you know, uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber, who did, like, Skyscraper and San Andreas? Like, he's, like, The Rock's guy for The Rock-branded films that, like, Sean Levy has become that for Ryan Reynolds, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, or the, the Christopher McQuarrie to Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's um, a good one. I, I think that this is... This movie should be shaking in its boots because I reckon the world is so unanimously ready to move on from this shit mm. that as soon as this comes out, it's 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 not going to be smarmy in a cool way. People are over it already now. I think people are going to hate this. Interesting. I th- I think people are going to love this. I think the combo of and that, the ladies real and world, gentlemen, the, is think, radio. <laughs> one agrees, one disagrees. The real world, the real world kind of friend, you know, bromance between Hugh Jackman mm. and Ryan Reynolds. I think is enough to get people interested in into the theatre. Yeah, I, it's it's a it's a it's a fun dynamic between the two of them just on Instagram. Yeah, and I think what people will want to see that on the big screen. And if we've learned anything from like the last two Deadpool movies, is that like you know Ryan Reynolds launched a marketing company because of how well the Deadpool marketing was done. And I, I like you know the Marvels. We talked about how like it feels like part of the reason that that bombed is that like this is a film that relied on the chemistry of its three leads and due to the writer's strike you weren't getting these viral moments and like i'm sure there would have been like so many clips of the three of them just having fun together and i think that it's that sort of stuff yeah like you say the bromance the off-screen bromance between the two of them and there'll be all these like crazy ads i'm sure um that they're gonna put out um, it's it's rumored the first trailer might drop during the super bowl which would make sense because it's um it's the only Marvel release this year, so it's kind of like the big one. All their money is going to be going into it. Yeah, speaking whatever money the, they have left. <laughs> speaking of the strikes as well, this was one of the films that got very close to to crossing the picket line um, for both both strikes. And uh, I heard that like Ryan Reynolds had taken to like scripting some of it as well because their writers were striking. Oh, uh, I, I, no, I, no, yeah, no, I don't sorry, think it was there. There wasn't a writer on set which people might not know is crucial for films like this because you want a well, writer on set to be the, like, the, the, the hey, big thing a with, joke we can insert here? With this big thing um, is that, so normally, because, um, you know, uh, like Quantum of Solace that was recorded and so like Daniel Craig was having to come up with his um, dialogue because he's an actor and blah, 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 blah. But because Ryan Reynolds is actually a credited writer on Deadpool 3, he wasn't allowed to add lib on set because ah, Hugh Jackman right. could ad lib because he's not a credited writer, but famously a very ad libby film. Uh, Ryan Reynolds wasn't allowed to because that would be crossing the picket line. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any reports that it like came close to crossing the picket line or anything like that. I don't, um, editor Richard again. Uh, that's the writer's strike. No evidence whatsoever. They quote unquote came close to uh, crossing the picket line for the actor strike. That was just my half-baked remember memory of rememory nice. of the information you just uh, correctly said, which is good. I think it's good that we didn't just post this with false, <laughs> false claims. <laughs> I'm grateful for it's you. It's a there. pretty bold claim to be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure these guys almost were like massive scabs. But the <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I am excited for this movie. I, I at the phase we're at now, where we haven't, and I'm just mean in the year, like where we haven't seen any real material from this. I've got no reason to be against it, other than you know the the comic booky multiversey bull- bullshit. But like, I Which is what the movie is absolutely going oh, to exactly. be about because it's trying to meld the fox universe well so the mcu i'm i'm i am curious as well if it's going to just be called deadpool 3 i i, I would imagine or, or like you know it seems like they'd want to call it like deadpool versus wolverine or something like that because you'd want to put wolverine in the title but it, it seems like it's maybe some sort of an adaptation of uh deadpool kills the marvel universe which was actually the first comic book i ever owned and it's oh. a there's a bit of nostalgia there for me with um with that it's it's a it's a fun read it was my introduction to deadpool and yeah if it's like uh deadpool kills the fox marvel universe is like the plot of the film and it's reasonably standalone-ish i i can get behind that because i mean I, I, yeah I, again there's there's some leaks out there but like some of the official ones is that like well one, the the one main official one is that like uh jennifer garner is returning as electra i don't know i just think this whole genre of movie peaked for about six months two years ago and anything after it has just been the same idea Mm. and it's like holy shit you got this actor who played this role 20 years ago how'd you do that and it's just stopped being amazing anymore yeah i don't care they paid the money this is this is where I just want to go out and just say how proud I am of the fact that I never put up with this bullshit. And I'm on record saying that I hated it from the very beginning and that anything that had multiverse in it, I was not in for it. Including everything, everywhere, all at once. A movie you said you didn't enjoy. So yeah. you do no, stick I, to your I mean, word. there were elements of it I did enjoy, but I just didn't really care about the whole multiverse of it all. It was just like, nah, shitty storytelling plot device. Hate it. Mm. Damn. God, it excited me when I was a teenager. Though. Nice, Fucking nice hell. that the rest of the world has caught up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> to kick off August, there's a film called Trap. It's our second Shyamalan film for the year. This one, uh, directed by Papa M Night, uh, it stars Josh Hartnett. As with most uh, M Night Shyamalan films, very little details until there's an. I thought you were going to say it stars Josh Hartnett. As with most M Night Shyamalan films, I'm like, really? I don't think he's ever done one before. Well, you just haven't been catching up with them uh borderlands this is an interesting one so there's a video game adaptation it's got quite a good cast but it's um uh, uh this was one that was filmed like quite a while ago yeah jamie lee curtis is in it right? jamie lee curtis is in it jack black is in it kevin hart's in it uh bobby lee's kate blanchett um Cape Blanchett is in the Borderlands movie. Oh uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. Th- this there's was a character so long ago that every single actor involved, their like star has risen up the prestige ranks. A couple of <laughs> yeah. knots. <laughs> yeah, uh, Craig Mazin is uh, wrote the script. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. but like, I, I'm pretty and... sure it's, it's one of these things where like, because Eli Roth, who's directing it, which is an insane choice, it, he just made Thanksgiving. Uh, which just announced it's getting a sequel. I think maybe coming out this year. Actually, he's um, uh, like I, I'm pretty sure he made all of Thanksgiving in between, like wrapping. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Borderlands and, think, yeah. It looks like that kind of movie. Yeah. And the question will be: mm. Is this <laughs> the film that's going to break the video game curse? 
Well, if you had asked Richard, he would say, no, the Super Mario movie broke that curse well and truly. Shattered it. Um, <laughs> I, but am I am I ever asking Richard this question? Or no, you're asking me. I'm asking gonna, you. I'm going to, to make an educated guess, Jeremy, that this movie will not be particularly well received mm. by critics. I don't think... This, this will be the, like the, this year's Five Nights at Freddy's where it's... Uh, I think it might be a bit better than Five Nights at Freddy. Maybe more something like Detective Pikachu. That, like, you know how... Nah, I reckon, I reckon this is going to be like Five Nights you at Freddy's. I don't think Eli Roth is a very good director. Okay. No, well, that's that was the main um, red flag. I also just... I don't know how... I don't know much about Borderlands, but... Yeah, yeah it's well yeah, it can be interesting. Horizon, an American saga, chapter two. All you Horizon heads, uh, will be heading back out to the cinema after six weeks. Uh, what, so, can you just tell me what's the um, what's the uh, colons and dashes in that in that title? Horizon that colon, an American saga dash chapter two. Awful! Exclamation just point! Awful! It is pretty funny that we took a break between these two for, yeah. for the last episode because it's like what was this again <laughs> if you're listening to this in a row yeah. then uh all that information was just sent to you but what it's like set after the war this Bef- time well it, well it says like the two movies are set before and after the civil war so my educated guess was that one would be before and two would be after but hey i've I, got not no reason to be cynical about this. i i think it's going uh, to bomb just like i think actually Seeing the word American is maybe a good reason to be cynical about it, but the co- the con- conceptually, I'm like, all right, let's see. Yeah, all right, Costner, let's what, see. Who, who are the actors attached to it? Kevin Costner's directing it and starring in it. Oh yes, oh yes, he says that one. Yeah, yeah okay. I think Hori- Horizon is such a mediocre word mm. for anything, right? It's just like it's, it's also it the name nothing. of a video game franchise that's probably not going to be eclipsed by these two movies so the mm. cultural the most culturally relevant thing called horizon will, will probably not change the, video game. the hierarchy of the horizon cinematic universe is about to <laughs> change just, horizon is a word that seems to say something but it actually is nothing mm. anyway the horizon games are like ripe for a um movie adaptation as well they're, they're getting a an hbo show or something like that i'm pretty sure are they actually or are you just like i i feel like i've heard that like because of how well the last of us did yeah yeah, they they jumped into a bunch of other ones and i think horizon was one that they said was going to do well yeah nice tv series writing is underway as of this month so yeah alien romulus this is directed by fede alvarez it's set between alien and aliens uh the cast is pretty much unknowns and yeah and is this the one that's or is this noah hawley's tv series that's going to ignore prometheus and covenant yeah the, the, the this um well i mean this is set before prometheus and covenant so true true um hey look man. oh well, no actually it's not because those are prequels it's um yeah that's what i thought yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah yeah they're set in the the future yeah no they just came out later <laughs> <laughs> um i you know there is there have not been enough bad alien movies to write this one off just yet yeah I yeah think. i think fiddy alvarez is a director that's promises waned a little bit well was it ever promising i feel like well he, he, evil I've, dead it was like oh my god this guy's got such a you know mm. he gets it and then did 
Don't Breathe. And although Don't Breathe is supposed to be pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah. I and then Girl in the Spider's Web was eh. Mm, that was that was the one where people started to know his name, I reckon, and because it was a poorly received film. Mm. It's he like, also wow. directed the reshoots of Chaos Walking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like you say, no real reason to be anti this one. I think that it like it it very much is sort of I think being advertised as like a return to form, you know, like mm. we're we're going back to the crew of a space station stuck in with an alien and stuff but yeah i mean you uh, say there's what... no reason to be anti this one but i heard that they got very close to crossing the picket line during the writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> well moving on uh we've got craven the hunter is finally coming out yeah this looks everything i said about madam webb last episode mm. copy and paste that here this is just like why the fuck what the fuck just mm. stop. You're embarrassing yourselves. If it's ob- this obvious from your trailers, how dog shit your superhero movies are going to be in a time when the genre is is fading away anyway, mm. why fucking bother? <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson, I don't care. He's yeah. not an exciting actor to me. Yeah. I'm not excited to see him. Craven, I I think, similar to Venom, one of those Spider-Man villains oh, that we're just doesn't ahead of make- ourselves there, Roger a lot of sense without spider-man in it so Mm. it is uh uh, yeah it's interesting as well so another film that i've watched in the last week since we recorded is argyle which was mind-blowingly bad and like oh my it was just a god-awful mess but it's like madam webb comes out in 10 days from now it's probably going to be worse (laughs) (laughs) and then craven the hunter like I'm more interested in Madam Web than I am Craven the Hunter because at least Madam Web they're like fun actors. At least Madam Web is sexy ladies that I can at least be like they're sexy ladies. Yeah. Craven the Hunter is just a sexy man. I don't care about sexy men. I couldn't give a shit. Uh, September, which I just realised I've spelt wrong on our Google Doc. Fix that. Oh my god, you wrote September? Yeah, I did. I did. You're on laugh. And I... freaking idiots. <laughs> I owned up to my mistake, Aja. So, mm. Beetlejuice. I've written Beetlejuice 2 here, but in the last couple of days, we've actually had a title confirmation that this is going to be called Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, which, AJ, you have been so uncharacteristically silent on the title reveal for this. Mm. You didn't pop in in the Discord when we were talking about it. I, see, I messaged you directly in our chat which is now encrypted end to end and said (laughs) that's such a funny pop like like current events to reference dude i haven't talked out loud to anyone about the fact that messenger is now encrypted i just it's just something that i went okay i guess that's the thing now haven't spoken aloud since it's happened oh my god that that's that's hilarious that got me good (laughs) um I messaged you and said, how good is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice as a title? And you didn't reply. Do you want to know what, Richard? I think you that don't like was, it. You No, you broke the news to me. I oh. missed it in the Discord. Wow. I just didn't see it anywhere. You just out of context said, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is such a good title for a sequel. And I just thought like, Richard's thinking of titles to a Beetlejuice sequel, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then I saw a poster later on, which... 
as good as the poster is, it I would not be surprised if it was a fake fan made. It looks it, it is it is official, but it looks fake as hell. Don yeah, looking yeah. at the ticker tape with the release yeah, date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. but anyway, AJ, please reveal your thoughts on Beetlejuice Beetlejuice as a title. So it's good. Does it does it promise a Beetlejuice 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 though? <laughs> Because that's, because that's my thought on it. That yeah. that's yeah exactly is that the phrase isn't Beetlejuice Beetlejuice. The phrase is, is three times. So, but it's like, me, are you brave enough to say it a third time? Here's here's okay. I think I think a triple Beetlejuice would be a great title for a third film in the series. But I wonder if you're you're shooting your Beetlejuice too early by doing it for the second uh. one. <laughs> Right, but this is the guy, though, ladies and gentlemen, that thinks that Bad Boys for Life is a fine title for the third film. It's not a four in the title. No one gives a shit about Batman Forever being the third in that canon. I'm just that's such a good point, AJ. No one gave a shit, man. And it's because puns are bad and evil. Oh my god! Just because something has the word for it, loves puns. (laughs) AJ like actually fucking loves puns. AJ loves puns more than anyone I know in practice. But are you asking about puns? He he'll tell you how much he hates them. I worked I worked this out recently because I mm. got the a very similar thing happened to me on set of a one dollar genre film where the entire cast and crew, when I said I didn't like puns, turned round to me, guffawed, and pointed out that the film we were shooting's title was a pun. Yeah. Um, and and all that shit. So I concede. I concede that obviously in my mind it's wordplay, but puns fall under wordplay. That's so what stupid. I will say <laughs> Well no, no, I agree, Richard. No, You're I, not better than I me. I don't like I puns. I'm actually a fan of wordplay it's like saying, saying no i don't like movies i like films it's just my back do, door into the like, explanation i don't like snm in the bedroom but i do like choke play <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no what it, what it, i think it's not the pun that i hate it's dad joke lame thought of it on the spot puns my the the only good puns mine are, are the, clever are the what not Elevated, mine not fucking mine you pair of dipshits shut the fuck up it is it is when it's easy i i i resent being expected to laugh at a lame dad joke I resent being expected to laugh at something like that and unfortunately most puns are delivered that way <laughs> yeah, how, how do you think we feel when you tell us the names of your films, AJ? When we read UFO, I think you go, "Oh, that's clever." Oh, enough it's called that it's, it's called not- Prime Sinister, and then he looks at us like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. Here's the thing. You know what? It, you know what it is. Is that my first love was portmanteaus, but portmanteaus mm. are harder than puns, and so my gateway drug was portmanteaus, and then I just fell into puns because mm. you I've, come up with a pun. I've heard for a you title make a pun on the word portmanteau. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, it's about man toes or something in the, in the <laughs> port. AJ, you're like such that. a fan. You're such a fan of puns that you're. That was. That's terrible, Jeremy. That's the worst thing I've ever like, heard. Like that was. I actually think. 
I now don't like puns either. You should. (laughs) I legitimately think, Richard, that you should edit out the joke and we just leave it a mystery what Jerry did. And just let people know that it was so. I'll put in a a little editor's note. I had already said. (laughs) I reckon bleep it out. I reckon the world. I think we've done this before. I think this has happened before to Jerry. Okay, what what the thing is, though, is that AJ's (laughs) such a fan of portmanteaus. He's a Port Fanto. <laughs> Thank you very much. Can we please move on? I think Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is a cool title. I don't think it will necessarily be a good film. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I, I, I'm guessing he's not going Hawaiian now. <laughs> when was Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian announced? Wasn't that like... like the 80s. Uh... The, what before? When was the first one coming? <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, I like. I mean, Tim Burton's back, which is not a green flag in this case. Mm. Jenna Ortega's in it, which is like that tracks. That makes sense. She's a very Beetlejuicean actress. She she is an actress whose entire cultivated style feels like it was born out of whatever yeah. movement Beetlejuice started. Um, so that's cool. When I arrive, back. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe um, as a ghost detective who, in life, was a B movie action star. <laughs> Doesn't that just get you excited? I think that I was feel like, like I feel like Bill, I feel like Tim Burton's involvement, if anything, is a black flag. Like you yeah. know, just anything Yarr. he does is like black flag. Yeah, the, the fly. It's a Jolly Roger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the punk band. <laughs> and that concludes our summation of everything that's called Black Flag. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention the Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> well, glad we got that. So uh, Transformers One. It's coming out. The word one. Yeah. Not the number. Transformers which I think OENE. Yeah. Do you reckon like putting numbers in now let me finish because you're gonna make fun of me before I finish. Oh, I'm so this. ready to make fun of you. Do you reckon you know how like this well last year you had both Fast X and Saw X, mm. right? Which were the tenth entries in a franchise and it was the well, weird little fast was the eleventh. That's true. It was this weird little, like, consistency. One thing I'm noticing this year is a lot of numbers appearing in titles and not in the, not just because they're sequels, Richard. Mm. That's not what I mean. I'm talking, like, like Transformers 1, Joker, Folia, Do, you know? Like, there's Wicked Part 1. There's I mean, we've gone mm. through America, yeah, Horizon, yeah, American Horizon. Saga. Um, yeah, Strangers Chapter fun. 1, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's also interesting as well that the about the Saw X and Fast X is that like Fast X is the eleventh film because the spinoff doesn't count, but uh, but the, so they called it X and Saw X is the tenth film because the spinoff counts. Mm, exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah transforms one it's like uh explores the origin of cybertron there was like uh in 2015 there was this like big writer's room conference where they pitched a bunch of things and this was one of them and i think rise of the beast was also one and so it's got uh chris hemsworth as optimus prime brian tyree henry as megatron scarlett johansson as alita one keegan michael key as bumblebee john ham as sentinel prime and lawrence fishburne as alpha trion this is a animated film yes maybe yeah and and it is not like explicitly set in the same in Mm. in the bayverse yeah i don't think yeah interesting i mean that that certainly uh breathes life into my uh already tepid excitement uh, for this film (laughs) um 
I don't know. I think I'll need to see a trailer. If, oh, do you reckon it's going to be like Spider-Verse Ninja Turtles style animation? Well, yeah, cool. why else would you do, do an animated yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. Transformers is a... Would um, suit that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's also Saw 11 after Saw 10 did so well this year. So Saw yeah. heads rejoice. But in October, another film that's uh, another one that's that's going to be really interesting to see how well it does. I, it's, I think it's another um, the Marvels or like Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom uh, situation where it's a sequel to a billion dollar film. But I don't know if Joker Folia do is going to have the same cultural impact. Probably it probably won't be as um, you know go as under the radar as the Marvels or Aquaman two. But I think. It, we're probably going to struggle to see it reach the same heights of the first one. Well, what it is is that it was announced and went into production at a good time for a movie like this, and now after the Marvels, after Aquaman, mm. it is now a bad time for a movie like this. So they committed to it. It committed to what was already like a shaky idea because people were like a sequel to Joker, but it works so well. Yeah. Um, it's like I mean, it's surprising that Phoenix is back for this as well because it's mm. kind. It kind of seems beneath him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like, it's like that's the kind of thing that's like, well, fuck, maybe it's going to be good then because. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So what? Lady Gaga's in it. We've seen as Harley Quinn. We've seen some set photos where it. There's looks, been an official reveal of what she looks of her. It um, looks pretty. They look very sexy i thought in that official <laughs> reveal they're, they're like very close to each other and i enjoy both of them as actors i ultimately landed on did not like joker but this one is supposed to be a musical uh, which is which interesting because we probably won't know if it's a musical until we're actually sitting in the cinema if they market it like they've been doing marketing uh, musicals because uh, it's like going into like uh yeah wonka mean girls dune 2 like all these things weren't advertised as musicals but is Isn't Joker... it going to be so interesting to look at the the advertising and the marketing for Wicked? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get there. But like, man, that's going to be like, uh, it's a good story and it's a follow up to Oz, uh, kind of like a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. You know that film we all liked? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we returned um, to it. Was it was is, <laughs> is, the original is, nostalgia sequel? Had no idea that happened. Um, is Joker Folia do the one example of a movie where hiding it? that it's a musical would actually be a great move would actually be a super funny idea mm. you know like i kind of wish i didn't know that ahead of time in a I, lot of ways i think that calling it a musical i think is i have a feeling that there's going to be it's going to be diegetic music um oh like a john carney film i well i think that harley quinn is going to be like a, a, a lounge, lounge singer, singer kind yeah. of kind of style sort of character and so i'd imagine that they would saying it's a musical kind of implies that you know characters sing their innermost thoughts like sort of randomly bursting Mm -hmm. into song i don't think that that's probably where it's going to go i think it's probably more going to be the you know the character is a singer and has moments where they sing kind of like songbirds a ballad of songbirds and snakes um, which i think was the music was handled really well in that um and I, I just think it's funny that the, the first movie was kind of like the sort of clarion call for, you know, uh, the boys. The follow-up is it's going to be a musical with Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, ex- like, but that, that's, wow. why, that's why I think a burst into song style musical is a much more interesting idea. And also like 
an idea that might actually win me over to this franchise as well. Mm. Though this is also directed by Todd Phillips, who I think is a dipshit. So I mm-hmm. actually don't think he has it in him to do a the what whatever zany promise is implied by te- by announcing this is a musical. I do not believe Todd Phillips has the cojones to be able to actually deliver on what we're all yeah. thinking. This I reckon be. it's. I'm picturing not not with the same level of um, or like amount of music, but like Annette, the um, yeah, yeah, that like yeah. all the songs that are kind of weird and like and a lot of them are like almost like half sung and stuff like that. And like it's more about like music plays a big part in it, and obviously, and like Folly Ado is refers to like a, a shared delusion, and it's it's like a real psychological thing. Mm. And so I think that it's going to be more part of their delusion and i think that the songs are oh, scrubs rules like the scrubs musical yeah. episode but i think it's going to be less like singing to the rafters and um i, I mean yeah, that, that'd be super interesting but like i i think it's going to be more on like the songs are going to be like city of stars <laughs> oh, i reckon that i reckon that's, that's going to be the level land. of um of music not la la land no, in total it's, just it's specifically Lady Gaga, man. Yeah, you're I, I reckon. Lady Gaga. No, you're gonna get you're, you're gonna, gonna get, get like Gaga slow slow mo walking down the Joker steps, which set photos. I know I said I wouldn't spoil, spoil set photos of Deadpool three, but like um, it shows both of them doing the Joker step dance, and it's gonna be they're gonna be singing fucking Gary Glitter again. I'm sure. <laughs> Steve Coogan's <laughs> it's a in jukebox it. Jukebox musical. Steve Coogan's in it. And um, Brendan Gleeson. I guess that's no more a, like weird the than Mark, Mark Maron being yeah. in the first one. It's probably a similar role. Uh, AJ Film, I know you're quite excited for because you <laughs> you already brought it up on a different podcast. Is White Bird a wonder story? I just think this is the most insane marketed as a sequel movie ever. Not only is Wonder a movie that a hasn't dated very well because I don't know what the thinking is these days around uh, casting a person who does not have you know, disability as a person with a physical disability, but also it's just not a, it's, it's a, it's a story, a spinoff about a character from that movie who was a spy in world war two or something. It's just so bizarre. It's, it's gotta be one of the most bizarre sequels Mm. ever made in terms of like, it's congruous nature to the first film. Wow. Yeah, a couple of horror sequels: Smile Two, Terrifier Three. Terrifier Three, I mean, I, I didn't, I'm not interested in the Terrifier films, but apparently the second one is like actually really good, and the first one is just this fucking piece of garbage. Um, but it seems yeah. like now with more budget and more attention, they'll be doing more of what they want. Smile Two, I'm not not interested in at all. I really let down by Smile Smile One, so not that interested in Smile Two. Terrifier 3, I reckon what it'll be is the first one's the shit horror movie. The mm. second one, they got a budget, so they they actually made something pretty iconic. And Terrifier 3 will be the, the we also got a budget, but lost what made the first, the second yeah, one yeah. so good. And it just, it's like, well, it looks impressive, but it's nowhere near as good as the yeah, second one. Totally. Uh, Wolfman movie, another Universal Monsters. Um, get a lot of those this year. How many Stop Wolfman trying to make this happen, Universal? Stop it! <laughs> just I disagree. Know. I think it's. I think you can make it happen. They got roped down by trying to think of it as a cinematic universe, and 
the Invisible Man from a couple years ago. That was yeah. pretty good. This is um, like, it's this is Lee Winnell again. Who this is Lee Winnell. Oh, this will yeah. be good, Jeremy. This will actually probably be quite good. Oh, hang on, no. So this isn't the Monsters Universe. This uh, like the um, King Kong and uh, no, no, no. That's that's, uh, that's, that's the legendary Monster Universe. This is the, the legendary Monster Universe. No, and so this and also I was thinking this was the like that horrible photo that they they put out like when they cast mm. tom cruise and the mummy and then they had like the russell crowe as dr jekyll and mr high they've javier bardem as someone else and like that they, they've they've canned that eh? like it's all gone yeah uh, i mean russell crowe did play dr jekyll in the mummy but yeah it, it, yes he yes, said but they didn't get his own standalone although, movie. But you remember how they had that yeah yeah i remember but, but, yeah, the, but the dark the universe dark, and, the yeah. dark universe our brand That's was revived right. this week. They've they've revived. <laughs> they've they've shared a new logo for it. So there is some kind of planning. It's going um. On. Uh, there's still a dark universe world, or there's going to be at uh, Universal Studios. Uh, okay, maybe that. Oh uh, yes, yeah. But if if this is if this is like sort of a standalone take on a on a, on a character mm. like the Invisible Man, but just sort of like, hey, use this mythical beast, yeah. the Wolf Man and make a cool story around it i'm okay with that i just don't want it to be a joined up thing yeah. i feel like ryan gosling was cast in it but then left the project yeah, uh, christopher that- abbott has taken over who played alfie in poor things he's the last minute oh, villain yeah. we didn't like yeah right <laughs> uh, uh venom 3 in november i mean it'll Let probably be, be the more best carnage. of the It'll be the best of the um, Sony Marvel Spider-Man movies this year, I think. Probably, Pretty yeah. easily. The thing, the Ven- Venom series is such a tragedy because I think I genuinely think Tom Hardy is actually really likable in them. Um, yeah. And, like, the dynamic between Eddie and Venom is super likable. It's just everything surrounding those two elements are, at best, like, uninteresting and, at worst, mm. like, really fucking stupid. Yeah. It's going to be the directorial debut of Kelly Marcel, who she wrote uh, Saving Mr. Banks, Fifty Shades of Grey, and the first two Venom movies. She wrote the first two. Yeah. Wow. So well, she knows her venom. Promising. <laughs> yeah, she knows her venom. <laughs> uh, it's going to have uh, Juno Temple and Chiwetel Ejiofor are going to be in it. Okay. Mm. Well, good on them. Good keep, for keep them. them. I gang. also will not watch that one. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, heading into our Christmas films for the year. We've got Red One, which is the film that's uh, it's Dwayne Johnson. As as Santa, I think no. Jack Simmons is playing Santa, um, <laughs> oh, reprising his role, <laughs> reprising his role from uh, Klaus, I guess. But yeah, Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans. It's like an action movie. Jake Kasdan directed it. Who directed the um, Jumanji sequels ah, and okay. Sex Tape? And yeah, it's like the movie. This is one that's been um, for like the last definitely in twenty twenty three, and I'm pretty sure in twenty twenty two was like. This might be coming out this year. I don't know, but yeah, it's coming out this year, and it's um, it's like uh, Dwayne Johnson has been like, yeah, a new holiday franchise is beginning, and it's like the first one's don't, not even out yet, dude. Like, don't say franchise before the first one's out. Is Hollywood learning nothing? Is Dwayne Johnson learning nothing? <laughs> I think he's incapable of learning anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, he's going to be in the next Safety Bros movie, I think. He's signed on for an A24 film. I don't know if it's going to be... The Safety Bros uh, have broken up, actually. Ah, uh, true, yeah. Isn't 
isn't it amazing that like who would have guessed that like the rock would be trying to imitate dave bautista's career mm. Mm. oh so so benny benny safety's directing it but it's um yeah, so it's, it's the safety bars broken up, but it is um, Benny was directing. Right, because like you say, we say the Rock doesn't learn anything, Jeremy. I think that definitely looks to be true from the last few years. But he is doing an A twenty four film, which is something I think is actually an incredibly intelligent move for his career. Mm. Is like actually try do something highbrow because people tend to actually really like when actors who aren't highbrow try something highbrow but he's also returning to the fast and furious franchise as well so. yeah and it is um it's it's like a it's an a24 film like about a wrestler so it's very much still playing into that but it's like a good mix um you know scratch my back scratch yours for um a24 on dwayne johnson because a24 has said oh we kind of want to start making more marketable films to get the inflow and then you know they can make their most mainstream marketable film which will also be the artiest film Dwayne Johnson has done, like their meeting yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. And that film is called Red One. Am I yeah. correct? <laughs> uh, we've got uh, John Watts, who did the Spider-Man uh, trilogy, has got a film coming out called Wolves, which is Not about... Wolves? No, Wolves. W-O-L-F-S. Okay. It's uh, a psychological action thriller film uh, starring and co-produced by George Clooney and Brad Pitt. And it's about two professional fixers who find themselves hired for the same job. And by fixer, I'm not talking about someone who just bloody, uh, you know, fixes things. <laughs> Do we reckon that um, this is like, like what John Watts as a director is in, is like, you can't recognize what his direction is because it's, he's, has primarily mm. done Marvel. It's like you, you go to his IMDb page and it's like known for, uh, or like directorial trademarks. It's like has Spider-Man in it. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this will be the, probably the most important film of his career. Mm. This will be the one that like shows the world. If he can do what the Russo brother brothers couldn't do. You With know? cherry. Like, yeah. Or um, the gray man, which has turned into a franchise. <laughs> the grayer man. Until a grayer man gray comes men. along. The black man. <laughs> the charcoal man. Uh, one I'm uh, I'm anticipating that, AJ, you will be anticipating is Gladiator 2 with Paul Meskel. Paul Meskel's in it. Yeah, man. Mm. Ridley Scott's returning. I yeah. think he, Paul, Paul Meskel beat out Timothy Charlemagne for the role as well. So, look. It's got Denz- Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, Barry Cogan. Pedro yeah. Pascal's in it. Of course he is. Barry it's, Cogan. It's a live action film coming out in 2024. It's, of course it's got Peter <laughs> Pascal in it. I mean, what are we thinking for Gladiator 2? It's obviously a Legacy sequel, which they do not have the best reputation. Oh, yeah. But Ridley Scott's returning and it's got a promising cast. Like He's playing it, the, it, that guy is, with like the solid black eyes from the first one. He's also like an unbreakable. You know that guy? Uh, that, that actor, that his eyes are like, they look like they're like solid black. And he's no, in uh, he's in Unbreakable and Split uh, uh, no Glass and he's in Gladiator. He's Paul Meskel's playing that character, like a younger version of that character. No, that guy was a kid in the time. Ah, uh, okay. Spencer Treat Clark was the actor's name. Well, now Spencer Treat Clark. I mean, Ridley mm. Scott has not had a great time of it, like in the last I'd say decade. Maybe. Yeah, he's been making Diddly like, Squat. Pre- well, didn't he make Prometheus? Yeah. 
and um Alien like, Covenant. Yeah. He's done quite a lot actually in the last yeah. decade. Yeah. But. but it's just like nothing like it's like, you know, the 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 director of Gladiator Returns sounds a lot different to hey, you wanna go see Ridley Scott's latest movie? Mm. <laughs> Did you see the last Jewel? Jewel? Duel. D U E L. Oh, the last jewel. No, I did not. Mm. Fucking rocked, man. It was one of my favorite movies of twenty twenty. I wa- one. fucking two or one or whenever. I, re- I watched I his other twenty twenty one film, House of Gucci. <laughs> I don't know anything about the last jewel. That's great. I think you'd like it. It's genius. It about? It's, oh, we don't about... need to get bogged down on this, Jeremy. <laughs> I'll tell you after the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, Gladiator no, Two. Know. Yeah, I, it's 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 an interesting one because it's like I like I mean I would have been more interested in um in Nick Cave's sequel where like um he gets resurrected and like fights his way out of hell and shit. Um, do you the reckon there's a movie podcast in the world talking about the upcoming Gladiator Two that doesn't have an aside to talk about the Nick Cave one? Because I feel like that that's like got to be one of the most like like beloved pieces of did you know movie mm. trivia you know or nearly happened kind of thing like yeah. i feel like that's the best one that's the best example of a movie that nearly happened yeah i i would not have wanted to watch that movie but i am keen to watch this movie um well, great segue, i'm ready Jeremy. for it i'm ready i'm ready for like a prestige kind of give me all the stars young and old kind of mm. you know yeah let's do it let's give me the swords give me the sandals yeah, but just those two. It'll be interesting to see how it... No clothes whatsoever. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if it <laughs> manages to um, recapture the Oscar glory that the first one had as well. Well, the same could be oh, said almost for, definitely not. for Joker Folly Ado, you know. Mm, true. All right, Jeremy, it's time for you to take center stage and uh, pun intended, sorry, AJ, because we're talking about an adaptation of a stage musical. I'm s- uh, so fucking mad. Wicked, part one is finally coming to our screens um it's been a long time in development how because this is a film where um it's like the, the rights holder for wicked has put it off for a long time because he's like well people won't come to see the show if they can just watch the movie but it, it, usually the inverse is what happens that there's there's more interest in a show when a movie comes out of it i believe yeah yeah and yet, can we please also note another part one yeah. of the year? Like, oh. they're back, even though I thought we all decided we hated these. I thought we all decided they didn't make money. But despite that, part one is back. Also, if Wicked the movie needs two parts to tell the story, how fucking long is the play? This, this seems insane. Well, famously, it is a two-act musical uh, where there is an intermission in the middle. So mm. It's two hours 45 is the play. <laughs> Um, no, so I, I look. I'll get to the two act thing in a second. But oh man, I'm excited about this. Like Wicked mm-hmm. is my favorite musical of all time, um, and there's just so so many good songs in it. Uh, it's funny. It is heart wrenching. It's got good drama, action. There's a terrible character called Doctor Dillamond, which we'll just hopefully forget about. Whole Too subplot bit. about about animals like i'm not seeing his name on the cast list they're not gonna omit anything from this film jeremy they've got to crank out two of these motherfuckers no 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 i'm just saying there's gonna be everything no i'm just saying as an as an audience the audience just Mm. ignores dr dilliman because he's just his his 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One song is horrendous. Like it's There's so at least bad. two new songs, apparently. Um, well, yeah, they've got to go for um, best original song, of course. Mm. Um, this is the problem whenever a musical gets adapted, is that they have to write a new song because they want to win the music side of things yeah. for the Oscars. And it's almost always terrible. But um, hey, maybe this one will be good. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they um, didn't get Lemo Ma Miranda for this one. So, yeah, well, Stephen Schwartz is actually still alive, so thank God. <laughs> um, uh, my Okay, so I have followed this every single time there's an announcement of like, oh, yeah. there's a movie being made. Oh, there's a movie being made. Like, and, and there's always been dream casting and kind of like, and for many years after Glee, Leah Michelle, it was like, she would be the, Has she'd be, be an it, amazing, yeah. she'd be an amazing alphaba. Um, and people were like, no, she'd be terrible. But um, funnily enough, she actually also had a whole thing where um, she wanted to do Funny Girl on Broadway. Mm. Um, and the, the whole last season of Glee was all about her, um, you know, actually moving to New York, her character moving to New York and, you know, leading a revival of Funny Girl on Broadway. And then a revival of Funny Girl on Broadway was done without Leah Michelle with a, a woman Beanie called Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein. Benny Feldstein, and um, it was terrible um, because A, the musical is actually not very good, um, but also Benny Feldstein was just the wrong casting completely and the producers kind of recognized this the ticket sales were just going through the floor and so they just sort of like all of a sudden beanie feldstein was gone and they were like oh well now we can bring in leah michelle and it literally just catapulted up to the top of box office sales in broadway and she just had the most golden run of anyone who's ever filled in um as a cast mm. replacement on broadway it was um, like people were traveling from around the world to see her do this um anyway so all that to say i can't and so she's she's in wicked no she's not in wicked and i kind of i kind of feel like she proved the haters wrong with funny girl because people were just like oh leah michelle she's so annoying you know and there was the whole controversy around how she treated her castmates and was she potentially racist and all that sort of stuff well because also that jane lynch was in funny girl and yes left with um who was also in glee obviously uh left with benny feldstein because and so as to not work with because um, she's like i won't work with leah michelle again (laughs) yeah i believe um she was maybe going to cross the picket line as well (laughs) no kidding um so why are we talking about leah michelle because she was she was kind of a dream casting for alphabet for a long time but people were like no she's just she's like a mini girl from tv and i i still there's a part of me that mourns the version of the wicked movie that we could have had with her however cynthia erivo is cast as alphabet and i think that is phenomenal casting although a lot of the a lot of the plot of wicked centers around school <laughs> and cynthia revo is quite far away from school age and so um hopefully the green makeup will do a really good job of, kind of <laughs> making her look right in the school um uh the really exciting thing for a lot of people is that ariana grande is cast as glinda what do you um, think and of so so Ariana Grande is a she got her start on Broadway so she incredible has incredible vocalist yeah 
Yeah. The problem with Ariana Grande is that after she went on Broadway, she then got into pop. And when she was in pop, she developed a whole sound that basically centered around not pronouncing any words at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, and so, however, I've seen some leaked footage of her singing and mm. she's gone back to her nice. like full technique, amazing Broadway singing. And I am there super was, excited. Because there was like, a, a it is, teaser shown to one of the CinemaCon things, which had a clip of defying gravity in it and it, it sounded fucking incredible because cynthia revo's i hadn't heard her sing before but she obviously yeah. can because it's not only there's there's a difference between like being able to sing and being able to pull off defying gravity like of yeah. all the songs well, i mean cynthia revo was part of the original cast of the color purple on broadway so she right. is herself even though she's a film actress as well yeah. she has broadway experience and so i i am incredibly impressed with the casting that they've managed to fulfill kind of both the needs of like we need movie actors slash pop culture mm icons like ariana grande that will pull in people because they're big names but they mm. also have the singing chops to actually be able to do the work and wicked is the kind of musical that you cannot i mean even les mis there's you can kind of slide in a bit you know you don't mm. need someone who's like broadway level you do you can't ever cast russell crowe but you do need someone who like can <laughs> sing um whereas wicked those two main I roles swear. By oh my the gosh. Stars. No, no, let's not even can we not let's not go back. Um so but these two roles you just can't fudge them. The music yeah. the, the singing is so stratospherically hard and iconic. You can't yeah. So I'm super super stoked with the casting. I've seen some um there's there's someone who like flew a drone over the where they were filming and mm. my goodness I'm excited about the shots they got. I mean I shouldn't have seen them, it's very naughty, but like <laughs> it looks beautiful, and, and, and so, so th- this this will presumably split. Uh, this part one will end on defying gravity, right? So the, the yeah. So in the show, in the show, the fun. It's really funny because when I first saw Wicked, it was in two thousand and nine in Sydney, and I'd spent the one of my flatmates had. I'd spent the year listening to the soundtrack, but really, I'd only ever listened to the song Popular and mm. Defying Gravity. And everything in me was like, Defying Gravity is the final song of the entire show. Like, it's just, mm. it's, she's, she flies away, she's free, Defying Gravity, it's, it's all done. And then I went and saw the show, and at the end of the first half, all of a sudden, Defying Gravity comes on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's probably like after about an hour and five minutes of the show. Yeah. And so it finishes, and I'm sitting there in my seat, and I'm like, wow. I didn't that I would have thought there was an intermission, but man, that was a good show. And then it was like, this intermission will last for twenty minutes. Please be back. And I was like, there's more. <laughs> I, I've heard and, the second half is not as good though. Exactly. Like, and yeah. so this is the thing is that like the there's more is well, they're not there's really not that much more. Because essentially the first half is everything that happened before the events of Wizard of Oz. And then right. there's Defying Gravity when essentially she commits to the the the, the quote-unquote wicked witch of the west is alphaba and mm. she commits okay if you want me to be wicked if you want to see me as wicked then fine you can use me as your wicked witch and you can see me as that i will just not care anymore mm. um and no, so she flies off to what there is or was yeah yeah is yeah and so <laughs> the second act basically is all the it's it's before and after all the scenes where in wizard of oz the Wicked Witch encounters Dorothy or anyone of like the Tin Man. And so it doesn't yeah. actually have any of the scenes that are in Wizard of Oz, but it's just sort of always after or before the right, key scenes in yeah. the movie. And so it's not that interesting. There is a couple of bangers 
um, of songs in the second half. For good. But they're going to have to work really hard to try and make the second movie something people are actually excited about. I have heard that apparently they are cutting the end of the first movie in the middle of Defying Gravity before they actually like finish it. <laughs> That's going to be so What on earth? That, I, talk I, about I can't a be blue-balled like that. Exactly. I was going to say, one, talk one about year, a two-year edge, like an year. absolute edge of a, of a break. Um, anyway, that's enough of me talking about Wicked. I'm so sorry, but I'm very, very excited. As no, I get no, just it's, b- based it's on good. on what you saw. Um, and I, I don't know if this is either the drone, like a leak, or if it's been officially announced. But is it using the same imagery from the original film? Uh, so you, sorry, the original film or the Broadway? The Do you mean film. Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah. So the 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 leak that I saw was of them um, filming the opening shot of um where glinda like in the musical glinda comes in and it's just after the wicked witch has been declared dead um Mm. and what's really interesting is that they are using the imagery of the wizard of oz because it was filmed in munchkinland with like the sort of that spiraling uh yellow yellow brick road coming out and so it's it's glinda coming in to all because yeah i I was wondering if they would do like you know, this is our own interpretation of Oz, but it's like that. that it's so iconic. It's one of the most iconic locations in film history um, that you kind of yeah. have to well, use the thing. And the thing is, if you're committing something to film, I think that you sort of and and yeah, give it like it's so iconic that you you should just lean into it. You shouldn't try to create something that's mm. better. You mm. should actually just and they. It looks like I mean, her uh, they had um, footage of uh, Ariana Grande in the sort of pink. Uh, Glinda Goodwitch of the West uh, mm. Goodwitch dress unreal it is massive like it's kind of like yeah. Wizard of Oz on steroids sort of stuff so look early signs really good I'm yeah. so on board for it this I is another one I could see myself because I'm almost always disappointed by musicals but yeah, maybe yeah. this one won't this is another one I could mm-hmm. see getting just like a 15 second announcement teaser one belted note at the Super Bowl I I yeah totally I'm I'm so interested and um excited by this movie because uh similar to hamilton if you're not someone who goes to theater like all this movie has been has been a carrot on a string dangling just out of reach for (laughs) Mm. probably 15 years of my life i think i've known about wicked as a concept and hearing there's this really good musical called wicked as a teenager and being like oh i would like to go see it and or i would like to see and it just there was it's 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 so inaccessible because you can't you mm. know and so yeah i'm excited for, yeah, a, for but a let's not get into this conversation because boy does it fire up some of our fans <laughs> uh <laughs> the lord of the rings is getting a new film this year the war of the Rahurim. Uh, this is also animated? It's animated, yeah. And it's got uh, Miranda Otto is playing Eowyn again. Uh, Brian Cox is playing Helm Hammerhead, a legendary king of Rohan. And this was supposed to come out in like April and now it's moved to like mid-December. And mid-December is very much like blockbuster season or like awards season. And so it, it's very interesting that it, like, it was moved because of the writer's strike. But rather than just pushing it to next April putting it into december feels like a, an interesting move from um new line i guess but the will it be spider-verse animation <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah i'm just curious that it's like like they, they clearly are, are banking on this doing quite well it's a prequel set 261 years before uh the two towers 
and so yet Eowyn is apparently in it. Like what? Mm. Yeah, elves are old as fuck. Eowyn is not an elf. I don't know. I'm not a nerd. Eowyn is a human being. Okay, nerd. Is she? Do you mean isn't Eowyn Kate Blanchett's character? No, that's no. You're talking. You're Eowyn, Eowyn, Eowyn is the I am no man. Yeah. Oh. Rando. So oh, she's that's she's the a, that's she's the, the character it's about. She's the daughter of Theoden King, so she's a human being. She's well, probably anyway, just all, all, she's probably just um narrating it. I reckon. The, uh, can I, can I just so, yeah. say the yeah, problem she's, she's, here she's is that J.R.R. Tolkien named all his fucking characters the same thing, and not that I'm like especially unfamiliar with Lord of the Rings. the The IP of Lord of the Rings though has like floundered since 2003 right you got the hobbit trilogy you've got the super expensive tv show that uh everyone i know worked on but no one i know watched (laughs) it's so Um, bad man it's so (laughs) bad i was so excited and and (laughs) and from what i understand the amazon show is a contingent of like like Amazon got the rights to make Lord of the Rings anything that's not a movie, I believe. I could be wrong. I heard they crossed the picket line as well, but let's... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, whereas this is the original team, like this is a new line production. So this is the 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 people that own the rights to the movie Lord of the Rings are separate from the Amazon people. Like they're not, they're not the same teams. So this is them trying to do something with this incredibly valuable intellectual property. They still own. And look, I think this is probably a better idea than the Hobbit trilogy, right? Like to do an Mm. animated film. That's probably based in a lot of like, um, history about from middle earth that they're adapting this is i think what tolkien would have wanted people to do Mm. with lord of the rings more so than any of the other things that have been done with lord of the rings not that i consider tolkien to be some deity whose wants and desires must be met. no i mean i think you're you're correct in the fact that tolkien you know created an entire worlds and entire people groups and languages and you know histories of gods and you know elves and mythologies and stuff like that and i mean for people to actually take those things and use them and imagine as like basically use it as kind of a a, a jumping off point with a, in a in a fully formed yeah. world with you know yeah. with histories and stuff like that yeah i i completely agree kind of don't agree that it would be a better idea than the hobbit Agree that it's better than right, a Hobbit, but they, they Hobbit trilogy. The Hobbit. They, they fucked no, 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 the no. Hobbit. No, no, no. Yeah. So they should never have made a Hobbit trilogy. They should have agree, just made agree. a Hobbit movie. So yes, yeah. I agree with you in some ways there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, to be honest, not looking forward to this movie. I just don't. I'm like, I have no confidence in anyone mm. now. Like <laughs> adapting. Who's it? Well, no, no. But also, like, I just don't have confidence in people these days being able to write stories that make sense in that world. Because I just haven't seen anyone do a convincing job of it. Mm. So if someone actually I, I, really enters in and has good craft in, yeah. in building something beautiful and meaningful and telling a good story. But man, I have to say, just like watching watching Rings of Power, it was just like, wow. Does anyone know how to tell these stories anymore? Because mm. it just is such a, a poor facsimile of something mm. that's really deep and good. Yeah, it's... um. Kenji Kamiyama is the director who, uh, it's a, like it's an anime film. It's not just animated; it's a, a, it's anime. But it was um, he did the Blade Runner Black Lotus anime series. Those are cool, man. Mm. That's awesome. I genuinely, 
if I like the animation, that's what I'm holding out for. That that'll be the thing that takes yeah. this from mild curiosity to must see for me. It doesn't have to be Spider-Verse animation, <laughs> but I want it to be cool animation. So, yeah, a few other uh, films coming out in December. There's this new Karate Kid film, which has uh, Daniel LaRusso and Jackie Chan in it. Um, where they're, and they held an open casting call for Karate Kids anywhere in the world. But, yeah, they're presumably uh, bridging the two um, canons. Yeah. So, Jeremy, I assume you won't know this because it's not very interesting information, but the Karate <laughs> Kid remake... You have you no idea how much dull information I contain in my head. <laughs> so, the, so the Karate Kid... We did Karate Kid for film franchise Fortnite's maybe a, 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 a year ago or so. Mm. Um, the Karate Kid remake, you remember when that came out with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith in, like, what, 2012, 10. maybe? 10? Oh, barely, but yeah, okay. So that, that, that movie is not a remake so to speak of the original karate kid it is a very similar story that is relocated to china and he's referred to as the karate kid somewhat ironically because he's actually practicing kung fu in that movie right it's like someone calls him the karate kid because they don't know the difference and so that's why that movie is called that um the idea of merging those two universes together has got to be the least interesting universe merging i've ever (laughs) because because it's not like as begrudged as i am to say it's not like deadpool x-men and the mcu where there is like heavy chess pieces being thrown onto another board like it is not something people are like so familiar with that it's like god how are they even going to do this this is most people won't remember or know anything about the 2010 karate kid movie well, it's like a and famously hated is- film as well I don't think this is going to mean anything to anyone. Well, but also, also it's running alongside Cobra Kai, which is like a beloved yeah. thing that also yeah. stars Ralph Macchio. And so it's yeah. like, is it just, oh, I went and had this other adventure or is it like an alternate timeline? Yeah, it's 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 strange. Many, many questions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not particularly excited for it, uh, to be honest. <laughs> None of which I care to see answered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one... One film that I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I'm actually cautiously optimistic for is Mufasa the Lion King, directed by Barry Jenkins. Now, Mufasa the Lion King, those things don't excite me. Barry Jenkins directing this Agreed. is insane and it's, it's like a, it's, it's, this, it's this frustrating twist on the on the news that makes me go god damn it that's actually a pretty good director choice for a lion king yeah so it's like a prequel slash sequel so it's rafiki telling tales of young um mufasa and tucker which is scar's uh, birth name i think uh to kiara who is the daughter of simba and nala who was introduced in simba's pride the the animated sequel so they're canonizing that character interesting because this is a live action this is a prequel to the live action yeah. canonizing actually has an original meaning that is very far away from the way you use it <laughs> canonize that's saint, right everybody saint chiara Sim- simba is the new pope <laughs> uh, um, I, I wasn't raised raised religious so that was lost on me i i think that What's interest? What interests me most about this is that this is actually. Mm, let me. There's there is a there is an outlier here, but for all intents and purposes, it is the first time a Disney live action remake has expanded 
to another movie at all with the exception of maleficent but both of those maleficent movies are not explicit remakes of um what sleeping Sleeping beauty Beauty? yeah yeah um so this is the only time that they've actually taken one of their original live action remakes and actually made us in this case a prequel but yeah oh wait sorry this isn't going to be animated that what it's going to be correct the the photorealistic yeah Oh, it's no. got it's got Billy Eichner and um and uh Seth Rogen are returning as well. Right. Well, that's who you'd get back. Like and I like here's a tangential question that that I want to put out to the world that I've thought about for for a number of years, but I'm not famous enough to get any interesting answers by tweeting it out. <laughs> How many movie remakes are there that had a sequel, so a sequel to the remake, wherein the sequel to the remake adapted the sequel to the original film it was remaking. Because I don't think there has been one. Editor Richard here again. AJ, there's actually, uh, this is a very hard question to Google an answer to because the word sequel and remake are always just thrown around together but the, I found one example for you and that is that the Steve Martin film Father of the Bride which is a remake of a 1950 film is followed by Father of the Bride Part 2 which is a remake of 1951's Father's Little Dividend which is a sequel to Father of the Bride from 1950. And I think this is another case of it not happening, where they're not making a Simba's Pride live-action remake. Though, as you say, as you pointed out, Richard, they are canonizing a character from it, mm. which is, I find that statistically very interesting. Mm. But yeah, it's like the fact that I mean, I actually enjoyed the the first one enough when I watched it. I I, I didn't hate it, but the yeah, the fact that it's like they've got a, an interesting enough story to tell that they want to make it and barry jenkins is signing on for it is like well you know sign Sorry, me as up. someone who famously doesn't watch any movies can you just remind me who barry jenkins is and he what directed moonlight okay <laughs> one of the greatest I mean, movies this, of the last plot, 10, 10 years this no, plot, no jeremy, jeremy no jeremy move on this plot is not that dissimilar from moonlight when you just explained it then it is a yes. story of a young man at presumably sort of anthology style <laughs> different points in his life. They got Could three different lines just... to play him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a uh, film that we had a little bit of news about this week, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, uh, Jim Carrey coming out of his 18-month retirement to return. Uh, he announced after when the second one came out, he's like, yeah, I'm going away for a while. Like, unless there's some amazing script written in gold ink, uh, yeah, I'll be going away. And everyone's like, guess it was Sonic 3, but it's, I'm sure he was contracted. At the, I always, I, I, Obviously, he was going to come back for Sonic 3, um, but I imagine well, he, probably nothing much after that. is kind of, from what I remember, Sonic 2 ends with like, Ends in a way in which Robotnik doesn't need to return. I don't right. think he gets killed. I can't remember. I, yeah, I haven't it actually watched it. It does wrap up fair. the story. But we've um, got um, this. Uh, Kristen Ritter was cast in this um, this week, and people think she's going to be playing the cat bat thing. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, and then sense. Shadow the Hedgehog is going to be in it, uh, but I don't think we've got a cast for him yet. 
rumor has it it's hayden christensen which is yeah. kind of genius and and i never thought you could have told me that hayden christensen being rumored to be cast in something these days would excite me but like this is kind of a great idea mm-hmm. like shadow the hedgehog born in the uh the the this this to, to borrow a term you used once jeremy the slipstream of anakin skywalker making edgy cool right mm. like to cast I anakin skywalker that? you said slipstream one time oh okay so um, i was just like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so i think that's that's kind of genius casting i will say neither sonic the hedgehog movies i think are particularly good i think they're they're like the first true like made for kids movies it feels like in years just like for me just zero adult humor or anything you know that that i'm accustomed to with kids films these days um but i don't know i i i feel weird about the sonic the hedgehog series because it's like the whole thing is post it's too sexy Mm. no the whole thing is post pandemic and it felt weird going to sonic the hedgehog 2 and being like have we have i really lived through a two-year break between sequels in a pandemic Has, has the pandemic really been going for long enough now that you know, Sonic the Hedgehog represents that for me. <laughs> right, well, a damning indictment on the film there. Uh, Jordan Peele has a new film coming out on Christmas. No information about it yet, and we don't have a cast, we don't have a title or anything like that. Uh, I thought we could throw out fun actors we might want to see in a Jordan Peele film and a quick snappy title that it could be called. Okay. Wait. I am... Huh? Wait. Don't wait up. W e i g t g h t. No, with the incorrect spelling, and you have to go see the movie to figure out why. I mean, I've been saying for a while, based on a tweet I saw, that I want to see Tim Robinson in a um, Jordan Peele film. Tim Heidecker is in Us, so it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um, let's see. Um, I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down actors that I want to work with the other day. <laughs> a, a private list I will not reveal. But, oh, I um, really like that, though. I want to hear it. I'll That's tell sweet. you after. There's only two actors on it, and I was going to reveal one of them, to, but it would just be because it's an actor I thought of and not because I think he'd be necessarily a good fit for, for Jordan Peele. What about, like, does anyone... Like, what about, like, um, like, Benny Safdie in a Jordan Peele film? Yeah. 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 What about um on on similar thought thought line there, uh Adam Sandler in a Jordan Peele film? Like are there any of these re- like comedy giants turned recent attempts at yeah, yeah, drama yeah. that 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 we could see in something like the this Rock. because for sure though, <laughs> right? Like 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 what a or oh, B- Batista in a in yeah, a yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele film you know like like Peele himself is a example of going from comedy to Mm. like auteur drama so to be honest though like just I'm wrecking my brain but I mean everything Jordan Peele does is so far away from what I ever would have thought of doing and yet somehow it's so much better than I would have thought of doing it so I'm like I don't know who am I (laughs) who am I to say what would be interesting for Jordan Peele to do because I think he's yeah that's that's why I'm excited like as soon as you said new Jordan Peele movie don't have any details I'm like sweet sign me up I I reckon in the next by the end of the month I would I'm gonna guess we're gonna have a a first teaser poster with just like cast and date and the title 
and some yeah, bizarre image like a horse being sucked or no, no the, a cloud with a flag dangling out of it uh last like officially dated film i think uh for the year is also on christmas day is uh nusferatu which is the um robert eggers robert adaptation eggers. yeah man so looking forward it, to this is it specifically nusferatu or is it nosferatu yeah, Rich what do you want from me, Which will resent you for the rest of your life for correcting. <laughs> no, I just, um, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't. It wasn't like a clever pun on like Nosferatu no, no. and a so, noose. So, the guy that did the lighthouse and the witch and the Northman oh. is remaking Nosferatu with who's in it? Give us the cast list. This is exciting. Uh, Bill Skarsgård as Count Orlock, yes. uh, yes. Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Emma Corrin, Willem Dafoe. Isn't Anya Taylor Joy in it, or did she leave the project? You're thinking of Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> You're thinking, thinking of, of Emma Corrin. Um, it's funny that you listed that actor, someone who I specifically said did not excite me when he got. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, Aaron Taylor episode. Johnson is pretty consistently in things that I think are pretty good, so he at least has a good talent for picking good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I really like Robert Eggers. I really like his like enthusiasm around making movies where you can't understand what <laughs> where they're fucking boring <laughs> I mean, it's brave it's interesting yeah, I um, think it's Taylor cool. Joy dropped out uh, okay that's a shame but yeah the um, um yeah, yeah I don't know uh, I, I I get the hype of Robert Eggers don't get me wrong but I'm not on not necessarily on the hype train yeah I agree I agree with you Richard it's, it's like seen, yeah. it's it's the the whole I think I said I said it when we talked about the Northman, but it was one of those movies where I was like, I recognise the skill and the like singular mm. vision that's going on here. I just don't really want to watch it, yeah. and I and I <laughs> understand totally hard. why it appeals to people. Yeah, exactly. People are masoch- pe- people are masochistic and they hate themselves, and so they want to put themselves watching something that hard to watch. It's not bad. It's not awful. It's very good and very talented. But eh, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of of, of Robert Eggers. I know. It's one of those things that, though, that it's like, this is Bill Skarsgård in the lead role, Robert Eggers, Nosferatu. It's like a perfect marriage of all of those things. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for people that are into this, this is like, oh my God, yeah. So it's not the kind of thing I would try to take away from anyone, necessarily. Hmm. Uh, so now However, we- AJ, I will be taking it away from you. <laughs> now. <laughs> so uh all right now it's time to look at some films that we don't know that much about because they don't have dates yet uh so that christmas is a new film written by richard curtis uh directed by simon otto who worked on ron's gone wrong and i believe this is (laughs) locksmith animation so that locksmith animation's first um uh first film was ron's gone wrong and this is going to be their second one i love describing a director's previous work as not him being the director yeah, it's of a directorial movie debut. a movie no one saw yeah. right like <laughs> so it, we, we don't have to say much much about that but the uh i i don't think this is confirmed as a film i think it's going to be a short but one of my most anticipated projects of the year is that over christmas we are getting a new wallace and gromit so excited for this nice the the, yep. the peter salas who voiced um wallace and all of them who was like in his late 90s when he died um uh passed away 
a few years ago now, but the guy that they've got who replaced him it sounds incredible, sounds identical. They've been doing like ads on the YouTube channel and stuff. Um, well, that that's the thing when you've got like um, a, you, when you create a character with such an imitable voice, mm. it's like yeah, it it makes it it makes it very easy to recast when yeah. you pass on. But yeah, it's, it's, and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's funny that it's like probably my most well one of my two or three most anticipated things on this whole list. It's like I have no information about it. Uh, it's one of your favorite things on this list, and it's going to be seventeen minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. I think this comes out in July. They've um, Netflix actually just released um, their in the last week their look ahead at all the films and TV shows they have coming out. I always find it super interesting because I remember in twenty twenty two it would have been. It was like it finished off with like the first shot of Glass Onion, and it was like you know that was this is the big reveal that we've got. And then so when that thing came out again last year, I was like, what's going to be their big finale? And it was Rebel Moon, <laughs> and uh, this year it was it was um, Squid Game Two, which makes sense um, because that's yeah. that, that's one of the most successful properties they've had. But yeah, there's been a trailer for XLF, I believe. But this movie is absolutely titled Beverly Hills Cop Axel F because of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. That's do, it's, good... the, it's the same thing. That's why they've called it that. I bet you. Yeah, that's a, a great call there. But yeah, what, this sorry, is... I've never seen anything to do with Beverly Hills Cop. It's Axel F. Axel, Axel Foley is the main character. Oh, right. Okay, cool. And that's why Crazy Frog... That's yeah. why that song's called actually because oh, that, that's the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop. Is, is that it's a remix of the theme song? Yes. But the yeah. uh, Mark Malloy is directing this. Um, maybe his. Oh, he directed a, a TV series for Quibi about fake news, which oh, okay. reportedly influenced the 2016 election. But uh, he he re- he replaced the the uh, Bad Boys for Life directors because they were going uh, to be doing it, but they wanted to focus on Batgirl, a movie that got. Th- literally thrown in the trash um how many cra- will there be a crazy frog acknowledgement in this film or will crazy frog have the resurgence he so fervently deserves yeah you love crazy out? frog and his little penis i you? think crazy frog is an interesting thing to watch this far away from oh, yeah. when he first came out because the youtube channel has been updated recently yeah music videos for crazy frog songs have come out recently and I, it's like what the fuck do you remember when he got a twitter and then he released an nft and and then you just saw this like isolated tweet from the crazy frog twitter account that was like um while we understand that some people have issues with nfts the abuse that was hurled at our account is unacceptable like, <laughs> what the hell is happening this is crazy yeah. frog there was a new um crazy frog video for funny song came out two months ago but we <laughs> we I have- didn't even about that that's how recent yeah it's more recent than you've been keeping up with so there's uh unfrosted the pop star the pop tart story boy Uh, did this need to come out nine months ago right yeah yeah but so uh this is directed by jerry seinfeld starring jerry seinfeld his second movie since b movie but the the, uh, it's, it's got an all-star cast Melissa McCarthy Jim Gaffigan Amy Schumer James Marston Jack McBrad Thomas Lennon uh, Bobby Moynihan Maria Bakalova uh, Max Greenfield Bill Bird Dan Levy Christian Slater Hugh Grant but it's um, it, it's like uh, sorry Jerry Seinfeld has like a famous bit about Pop-Tarts and if, you, if you've ever seen like 
Jer- Jerry Seinfeld and there's there's interviews where he talks about this that like because obviously comedy is all about surprises and stuff and you know people they'll finish a tour and then throw out all of that material especially once that becomes a special but Jerry especially because he's selling out like arenas and stuff it, it's very much more like yeah there's new stuff but you are also there to see the greatest hits and his signature song his Ocean Avenue is um has popped up but and it and essentially he talks about how like we had food was so boring until the pop tart came out like breakfast it revolutionized breakfast food and so this is kind of like a a a, a comedic retelling based somewhat based on the actual story of pop tarts being created interesting interesting okay hmm. yeah it does sound just like the like overarching plot of an unmade season of Seinfeld I think. <laughs> or, cur- yeah. or curb your enthusiasm, yeah, yeah. you know. Or I'm um, thirty rock. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm. Speaking of curb your enthusiasm, sorry, just Larry David and Elmo. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All I need to say about it, but my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, saving Bikini Bottom, the Sandy Cheeks movie comes out, I believe, to Netflix later this year. Uh, interestingly, though, uh, this movie leaked on Twitter. The entire movie. Uh, about a week or That's two ago. Right. Yeah. 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 So, oh wow, check that out if you like uh, Sandy Cheeks. But yeah, it was like this this random file popped up and people were like, oh, this is a SpongeBob movie, and then it's like, this is the SpongeBob movie that doesn't come out for like months. That, that hasn't been announced. I yeah. don't think. I had been. It was um, already on the list here. Um, oh, okay. did, but yeah. But the the it's interesting that SpongeBob as a brand has has persevered for so long that they've got to the point now where like. That they have to do shit with the side characters. Like, there's a Patrick show. Yeah, the Patrick there's Star the Patrick show. He's a, it's a show. talk show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a review of it once that said it's like it's functionally the same thing as like SpongeBob's a main character in it. Why did they make this? Yeah, a spinoff show. I, I believe there was like an episode recently. It might have been an episode of SpongeBob, but it's about Bubble Bass, and it was mm. the first th- um episode to not have SpongeBob in it. Wow, and this is the first movie to not have him in the title. Yeah, wow. Whatever's uh, the world come to. Yeah, so the Sp- SpongeBob's gone woke. Uh, the Old Guard 2. Sequel to The Old Guard, finally. You guys remember The Old Guard? Not at all, no. not even slightly. In no way. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a Netflix film, came out in 2020. Charlize Theron generally positive Wait, reviews from critics <laughs> sorry sorry the old like charlie's theorem was not the name i was expecting to be associated with that i was thinking it was going to be like old dogs wild hogs like you, know, <laughs> sort of, you get you get like you know four like grumpy old men mm. actors who kind of there's don't been have one recently a... it's called like yeah, yeah. like old dads or something it's got bill um uh, paxton <laughs> no who's the dude from he was in Bill Burr? Bill Burr, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, Do you so, like how sorry. he's he's from and then just paused? Because <laughs> what the fuck is Bill Burr in? <laughs> well, he's going to be in the pop He's a comedian story. who's in his own specials. Mm. He's um, in Breaking but, Bad. That's, I was, oh, that yeah, was yeah. what I was going to say, but I didn't know um, that would. But like, yeah, The Old Guard, it's about, it's like a, it, well, it's like a superhero adjacent film where it's like these immortal beings, nice. they're like gods. It's based on comic book. Yeah. But it's getting a sequel. Uh, a film that, uh, much to a lot of people's chagrin, was just taken off the um, 
the release calendar in the last couple of weeks is uh, Mickey 17, Bong Joon-ho's new mm. film starring Robert Pattinson. There was a teaser for this like two years ago. And yeah, uh, yeah we've had not really any info since then. Uh, I, it's, um, Engl- back, uh, it's English language. I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking but, forward yeah, to it. Mickey 17 is, is, is an expendable, a disposable employee on a human exposition sent to colonize the ice world, uh, Niflheim. Fuck yeah, man. After Fuck one yeah. iteration dies, hell? a new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact. It stars Robert Pattinson, Stephen Yeun, uh, no, uh, Naomi Aki, Tony Collette, Mark Ruffalo. And presumably he's the 17th one. You'd, you'd think so, yeah. Similar to uh, Moon. But yeah, it was uh, indefinitely just taken off the release schedule um, and Godzilla X Kong took over the date for Warner Brothers. But it, it'll come out... It, 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 I mean, like for like. Yeah. Like for like, really. It could just be one of those things that it's they're realising, oh, maybe we've got more of a hit on our hands, so let's do an Oscar push at the end of the year. Well, I mean, why you wouldn't plan for a Bong Joon-ho... Is it, what's his name? Bong Joon-ho, yeah. Bong Joon-ho, yeah. Why you wouldn't plan for his film to come out during Oscar season, like whatever he does. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, well, another director that I'm sure is going to be hoping for Oscar glory, uh, is Megalopolis, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. This is his, uh, passion project that he's been so trying to get made for, for decades. And, uh, yeah, stars Adam driver in the, the sort of main role. And, um, Forrest Whitaker, Natalie Emmanuel, John Voigt, Lawrence Fishburne, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Shia LaBeouf, Talia Shire, Chloe Feynman, I so Dustin Hoffman, Giancarlo Esposito. I, I, like, I just yeah. I want it to be good so bad, but I do not... I just think it stinks of, like, this is going to be terrible. But I really want oh, yeah. it to be good. The, the first we news must- of this was um, Rob Lowe mentioned um, Coppola talking about it with him in 1982. In an interview from 1982, he mentions it. When How, how long has it been since Coppola's made a film? Uh, what was his last film? Doesn't he make, like, didn't he make, like, something terrible as his last film? Like, Twixt in 2011. Well, I've never even heard of that. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. He just really feels, fell I, off I, with uh, after Jack. I all I will say is like it's cool that that I'll be given an opportunity in my lifetime to see a Francis Ford Coppola like big swing mm. in cinemas. You well, know? T- t- yeah, because yeah, like a new uh, was it one from the heart? His other like big swing that failed. That was him, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because it, it seems like he's into the, like, I don't know, Megalopolis seems to be very much more that, yeah, that, that giant um, old Hollywood sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, the whole storyline is essentially like um, it focuses on the role of kind of architects and people trying to rebuild New York City after a sort of um, catastrophic event, mm. like you know, it's a dystopian future kind of thing. But it's focusing like basically Francis Ford Coppola specifically wants to make like a hopeful film about the future mm. um, and kind of about, you know, the triumph of the human spirit and, you know, people who can design beautiful and better ways uh, yeah. of living. Themes I've always associated with Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I know. Well, I think after, after Apocalypse Now, he's like, let's do something nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- Interestingly, uh, Mike Figgis, who um, directed Leaving Las Vegas, I think. Yeah. Um, it, uh, directed a behind-the-scenes documentary filmed alongside Megalopolis. Wow. 
Oh. So a new um, Hearts of Darkness, perhaps. Fuck, it better be a good movie then, Megalopolis. It's pretty embarrassing to release a documentary about a movie everyone hated. Oh, I, I mean, if, if the production was bad enough, then yeah. <laughs> uh steve mcqueen another director um with some great films has a movie called blitz coming out um not uh, immediately on my anticipated list that's i mean he is steve mcqueen who did yeah um shame hunger 12 years a slave and the super underrated widows widows was so good he also has a four-hour documentary called um occupied city that's been floating around festivals the past uh small acts as well apparently was really good um but yeah, no, um, super interested to see uh, Blitz. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, stars Saoirse Ronan, Harris Dickinson, Stephen Graham, Aaron Kellyman. Um, can't see any real info on that. But... Saoirse Ronan is who I'd want to see in a Jordan Peele film. There we oh, go. Yeah. I knew one is, would pop up. Um, I mean, just Blitz. Is it? I'm wondering if it's set in the Blitz in London yeah. and during World War Two. Yeah. And will it feature the Yeah 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 song? <laughs> It's got Paul Weller from The Jam in it. Uh, Jura number two, new film from Clint Eastwood uh, about a juror played by Nicholas Holt who slowly comes to realise he may be at fault for the victim's death. Cool. Uh, the, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's, good. it's a cool premise. Uh, the, it's, it's filling out the rest of the um, the jurors. You've got uh, Tony Clare, Zoe Dutch, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Gabriel Basso, Leslie Gibb, Chris Messina, J.K. Simmons, Amy Aquino, uh adrian seymour cedric yabra who's cedric the entertainer is he no uh uh chicago fukuyama and onyx serrano okay cedric yabra is a different person nice i mean i don't think he's I've also really he's playing cedric he's playing Clint. toucan sam and unfrosted the pop tart story as well <laughs> i've never seen i don't know if i've ever seen a clint eastwood directed film but i do know he has two threesomes <laughs> in the movie the mule yeah he that does he directed he's i i this is i think it's been coming out uh, for a while because he was going to um i thought he was retiring a few times or like this is going to be his last film but because he's, oh, he's like a hundred years old he's 93 <laughs> That's not that far away. That's ninety three is an insane age to be. But he did um like Richard Jewell was um yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah. Um American Sniper Invictus. Jura changing. number two, also a movie featuring a number in its title that's not a not sequel. A sequel. Yeah. Uh Maxine, M A Triple X I N E, the new uh Ty West film with Mia Goth, who um apparently like abused kicked, an extra. Kicked someone? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I would be excited about this if I'd seen X or mm. Pearl, but maybe one day I'll be excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Mia Goth is dating, like, Shia LaBeouf, I think. Or they're married. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> of course she's fucking kicking uh, extras. <laughs> uh so few and then we've got uh new films from filmmakers that all or some of us like uh maybe my most anticipated film of the year is a new film from don hertzfeld one of my favorite creators uh it's just called me he announced it on twitter uh yeah this will be cool not too long ago um yeah very exciting he also said that he's doing a collaboration with ari aster for a new movie which is not me there's a different film Wow, that's, that's a, a match made in heaven. I think that Bo is Afraid is very comparable to It's Such a Wonderful Day. 
I think they're very, very similar films. Mm, interesting. Because you said I would hate that uh, Bo is afraid. I think, I think you want to hate Bo is afraid. I do. I, I, I would love you, to hate it. Uh, if you opened your heart to it, you would see a lot of similarities to it. It's such a beautiful But yeah, he just, he just tweeted on December 28th, I am happy to the report why next film, Me, will at long last be released next year. Um, and yeah, then someone he retweeted something about Ariasta collaboration and said, no, me is something else. Uh, if you don't know Don Hertzfeld, he's an animator. He made uh, some short films you might recognize from early internet days, but he also made one of my favorite films of all time called It's Such a Beautiful Day. Uh, Celine Song, who released Past Lives, uh, one of my favorite films of 2023, uh, has a new film called Materialists coming out. Not a lot of info about. I, when I interviewed her, I tried to get some information and she was very coy about it. Uh, mm. But working with A24 again, uh kinds of kindness this is um yorgos lanthimos has another film coming out uh stars margaret qualley emma stone and willem dafoe so i'd love to see margaret qualley take the center stage of a yorgos lanthimos movie i was delighted to see her in poor things and mm. did briefly wonder if she would have been better cast as the main character yeah. than emma stone but emma stone was pretty good in it as well so. yeah yeah emma stone famously pretty good in poor things uh, so, uh, Lanthimos has described Kinds of Kindness as a contemporary film set in the US, US, three different stories with five, four or five actors who play one part in each story. Interesting. It had a one different of those, title. One of those recently. babies. But yeah, the, and yeah, finally, this is coming to Netflix at some point, uh, The Hitman, which is Richard Linklater's new film, um, which stars Glenn Powell as a hitman. And it was like doing the... Um, I think it might should just be called Hitman, but the uh, doing the rounds at the same time as the killer, and it's like, oh, these are very similar films. <laughs> um, I heard this one's based loosely on a true story as well. Yeah, apparently this one's as a professor moonlighting as a hitman of sorts for a city police department descends into dangerous, dubious territory when he finds himself attracted to a woman who enlists his services. Uh, but yeah, apparently didn't Glenn Powell write it as well? Oh man, you're making me do a lot of research here, AJ. That's and didn't it nearly cross the picket line? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Based on Hitman by oh yeah, Richard Linklater and Glenn Powell wrote it. Based on Hitman by Skip Hollinsworth. He sure does. Uh, yeah, but apparently it's a bit, it's it's a lot more like optimistic. It's got got really good reviews. Um, and nice. uh, uh, it's been called one of the most purely entertaining films of Linklater's career. And he made School of Rock, That's, so yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm um, sure yeah, because because School of Rock is such an outlier in his um, uh, in his filmography. I'm sure it's like well, except School of Rock, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So that's it, guys. What are we thinking? What are you? What is everyone most anticipating for 2024 overall? I mean, it's still June. Mm. It's still June. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. But then also Wicked. So I've got a really great like mid early and then uh, last part of the year coming up really excited although i have mm-hmm. to say i've been thinking as we've been talking what is what on earth is Gemma going to watch this year there's like literally not a single Gemma film that we've we've mm. talked about oh my no God. downton abbeys no you know <laughs> she nothing. won't be into uh wicked i mean she'll go with me but she's not super stoked about it yeah this is where i reveal i actually know very little about your wife as a person <laughs> and or her tastes or anything like that come on um, if you had to like you know what a Gemma movie is i know movies you've seen a Gemma movies i don't know if i could uh, pick one did you know 
Did you know yeah. that uh, Paul Meskel took over the lead role in the Merrily We Roll Along adaptation that Richard Linklater is directing over like 20 years? Because oh, um, cool. the original actor uh, beat his wife. Wow. After they'd well, already started shooting note- and then they had to be like, well, the first three <laughs> years of this don't count then, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're really taking a bet on someone's character. Yeah. Eh? Okay, I would say my most anticipated is probably still Furiosa, but I think the likes of Jordan Peele's new film or Nosferatu will rank quite highly for me as well. Um, yeah, what about you, Richard? What are you thinking? Uh, Don Hertzfeld, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And Wallace and Gromit. Nice. Well, let us know, everybody, on the Discord or in the comments or wherever, what you feel is your most excited, most anticipated film. What film will you watch in 2024? Um, and, uh, yeah, let us know. And if you enjoyed this, these, these this gaggle of podcasts from this gaggle of guys, <laughs> then please do consider You've uh, just canonized my joke from the start, meaning I have to cut. Yeah, I'm have pretty to gutted, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, then you can uh, like us on Instagram and Twitter and et cetera, et cetera. Join our Discord where you can discuss with us. And if you want to donate, you can do that at patreon.com slash coldpopshire. Where you get to give us something to talk about in the post credit scene coming at you after this music ends. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to do this year on year with you. I feel like it gives me a great handle for what I should expect to maybe see in the year <laughs> coming up. Um, and we'll see next end of next year or start of next start of next year. Uh, we'll look back at this list and laugh at the films we all said we were excited about that none of us saw. <laughs> it's inevitable. None of us will see Saving Bikini Bottom, the Sandy Cheeks movie. <laughs> I, um, to be honest. Ivy just watched uh, Spongebob for the first time. She loved it, so I may see it. Nice. Watch this space. Report back. Report back. <laughs> Welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a segment where at the end of each episode, if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to discuss in the post credit scene, which is this. Richard, who's it from and what is it? Today's comes to us from Luke Grierson, who says, how much do you vi- value style and substance in a film or any art for that matter? I th- style and substance. I think it's like, uh, like in general, I, I like I would say you know substance is the thing, but there are certain things like when the style is just that good, and like mm. Mad Max is, is like Mad Max Fury Road has like great substance, but that's a film that I've shown like I showed to my parents and they were kind of like putting on the like oh you know I don't know if I'll be into this kind of thing, but it's like just the style of that movie is that good that it overrides the need for substance, really. I think that's a fantastic example because really, like, the substance is they go somewhere, find out that the somewhere they're going isn't actually where they wanted to go. They retrace their steps to go back to where they were in the beginning. Like, that fundamentally... I mean, I think there's there's a a bit more fucking substance to Mad Max Fury Road. No, there's a lot of of character. There's a lot of, like, good story beats for all the characters. But fundamentally... The style is the thing that stays with you, and the mm. filmmaking, the filmmaking that you go <gasps> about in mm. that film is re- the directorial vision, is the style and the the way it's shot, the way yeah. it's edited. It's, it's interesting because it's like I would generally example. say, you know, substance is more important. But if you give me a film with fantastic substance and zero style, oh yeah, no. that like I'm not going to enjoy that as much as a film that has no substance but incredible style. 
What's an example of a film with with no style and all substance? So doubt. I think any film oh, that you so can think good, of though. that. <laughs> no, 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 but it is really good, right? But the thing is that it is boring to watch. Like, it, like, so there's films, especially like plays that transfer mm. onto film. There are a lot of um, a lot of really good performances in them, right? So the actors have a lot to do, but mm. the actual filmmaking, a lot of it is just stick a camera in a room and like watch. Style's harder to define because-, because even something like doubt, like the way it plays out with like long shots and letting these actors like perform, is still in a way a style. You're right. I mean, I, I think Darts... Sorry, I was basically just trying to reach for the first film I could think of that was a direct like, adaptation, adaptation yeah. of a very... No, but I get what you mean, oh, but it's like... Actually, August August Osage County, I think, is a better example oh, yeah. of that, um, where you have a lot of substance and a meaty, meaty, meaty storyline with lots of mm. great stuff for the actors to do, but yeah. very unexciting but, I mean, even as a film. taking away from film, like, if you go and watch, like, a community theatre production of an incredible play, and, like, especially, like, mm. with theatre, it's, like, with theatre, the script, the text is the work of art, whereas in, in film, it's the film is the work of art. That, like, if you see a, a very dull um, production of that, you, like, you're still not getting anything out of it. But if you see, like, people just having fun in this bright colours, at least you've got that, you know? So I, my example for the film that most charmed me through style is Man from Uncle. Oh yeah, um, big army hammer guy. I, honestly, what's that? Big army hammer guy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you forget, that, Jeremy, that, that I have film. to make you sound bigoted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, problematic, but um, yeah, I could watch Man from Uncle again almost any day it is just so beautiful mm. the soundtrack is just so on the just everything's on point with that movie and the way it looks the way it sounds the way it feels it's just so much fun there's not a lot that's unique about the story it's just a regular old spy story you know yes there's two spies against each other and stuff like that the style of it is really what makes it sing and why i want to return to it and i would argue that like something like the style of Harry, the Harry Potter films, you know, is what makes it so beloved. If, if well, the a first really few. great book, yeah, yeah, the, the, if a really great book has a terrible filmmaker Author. like mm. trying to adapt it, it just doesn't go anywhere. I would say that um, to sort of bring it all home, I would say that a film doesn't have to have style to be good if the substance is great. Uh, but, but a film that is all style and no substance or bad substance, low quality substance, they don't tend to do very well looking at your Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets kind of <laughs> area, right? But I will say that if you have really good style, your substance can be fine and mm. that's good enough. One of my favorite yeah. TV shows, Pushing Daisies, I would say, is not mind-blowing in its substance, but its style is so beautiful and addictive that I actually don't want it to do anything too different because the style is, is kind of what I'm there for. It elevates the material. Yeah. 